Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pippen, alongside my great friend of the Bucks Radio Network, Justin Garcia. He's back again. I'm going to continue to annoy him, perhaps more than ever, now that we are in the off-season. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Justin, we're going to talk about Giannis today. Oh, boy. We haven't been in this position before where we've had a, a superstar nearing not even in free agency nearing free agency but what a just a ridiculous weekend it was we're going to go through all of that uh, in just a second but let me just say I, I said to frank last week when the bucks season ended that you know sports suck and and the, all they ever do is upset you they're only there to depress you well we were talking a little bit about the nfl you're a packers fan a lot of our listeners will be feeling pretty happy today aaron Rodgers was very good as far as I'm concerned, the Texans suck. We already know that. They traded DeAndre Hopkins. I'm an A's fan. Matt Chapman's out for the season, so I feel like there goes the World Series right there. So I, I just really wanted to start this podcast by saying that sports do suck. They're the worst. I mean, uh, so yeah, I'm a Packers fan. Uh, I am a St. Louis Blues fan, and I already forget that I got the, to experience the joy of a Stanley Cup <laughs> last year because of how they just flamed out uh, going into the NHL's version of the restart and then the, the Stanley Cup playoffs. An Arizona basketball fan and everything that's going on with them, a Manchester uh, City fan and their continual collapses and what happened in the Champions League again this year. So uh, really, you and Frank have talked about this, but why do we watch sports? Because we're, we're just setting ourselves up for um, defeat and just for depression and, you know, uh, enough already. (laughs) Listen, that's why I know that even though the season is over, we're still going to have our loyal listeners because we just keep coming back for more. We don't even care. It doesn't matter what happens. We're going to be back. And the funniest thing about this podcast, uh, Locked on Bucks, is that when I look at the stats for the downloads and the listens, our four most listened to podcasts for the last 30 days were the game one loss against Orlando and then games one, two, and three against Miami. They're the top four. People love listening to the therapeutic, the disastrous, I don't know. But the one thing I will say is at least, at least we are not like a Houston Rockets podcast because uh, Frank and myself, actually, after the game three loss, and there was nothing more depressing than that. You're a number one seed. You came in. It was disastrous. I think Frank... And myself were pretty honest. We, we sort of spoke through everything. And I, I think Bucks fans found it therapeutic. But then uh, you see on the internet, the Houston Rockets podcast, who, let's be honest, like it's James Harden and Russell Westbrook. So let's chill out a little bit here. They're completely losing their minds. They're saying they wouldn't even trade Ru- Westbrook for Giannis. I, I'm just thankful that we're not like that, Justin. Um, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I saw that. And I mean, there's just a number of areas to go off on that one. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I don't think I'm speaking out of school here, but we talked about the, on the radio broadcast with uh, when Zora joined us, and I talked about this with Zora too when she was on my podcast last week, in that 
Zora, you were like the one super positive person throughout this, that the Bucks lose game one and it's all right, well, we can make these adjustments and do this and this and this. And game two, the Bucks lose and it's Zora still like, hey, it's not over yet, guys. And uh, Ted was the one who's pointing out 93% of the time you don't come back from down 2-0. And Zora would make comments too like, wow, come on, Ted, we can do this. Uh, but after game three, and I think most of us were still in that Zora category where you're down two games to none, but you're still like, okay, we still have the best record in the NBA and we still have the MVP. They can pull out of this. Once game three happened, and you talked about how honest you and Frank were, there was no way to take it other than that, that yeah. once game three happened, the 7% of us that thought there was a chance the Bucks could still win it, that's when you're faced with the reality of, uh, well, I guess uh, everybody else was right all along. So I think part of the disappointment, and, you know, I mean, there was a million reasons why we were so disappointed after that series, and particularly after that game three in the fourth quarter meltdown was, because you immediately knew that the offseason was coming and what that was going to entail with Giannis. Now, we've had a sense for this all season long. And Bucks fans, I always say this, you have to take the trolling, the opposition fans with a grain of salt. You just have to, I don't know, ignore it, push through it. I've actually got a running joke with my friends who text me Giannis in, in different jerseys every single day. And my running joke is, the only team that I would actually get really angry about Giannis going to is the Detroit Pistons. So now they just keep sending me Giannis in Detroit jerseys because we know that obviously that is never going to happen. So you just, you just have to push through it. But this weekend got pretty serious. And, and this, is, this is exactly what we're going to see. Every small, slight thing is going to be reported. So let's start with Instagram, uh, Justin. Now, I think we know, uh, you know, obviously from covering the team, following the team closely, that Giannis with social media from time to time in different, you know, different things might happen in his life, different situations in the NBA season. He'll either completely get rid of social media altogether. He'll unfollow a bunch of people. It's just what he does. This is what he does all the time. The fact that he unfollowed everyone, I think, on Instagram, uh, except for eight people, which I believe is all direct family, uh, it's it's just it's just nothing. It's just a nothing story. It doesn't mean anything. This is something that he's done, as I said, multiple times in the past. And to be quite honest, I, the last few weeks I've been scrolling through my Instagram, and and there's been people that I I thought, you know, I, I should probably just unfollow these people. I, I I don't really know them anymore. There's there's no reason for me to follow these people. I don't want to see their photos. I, I really don't care. But I haven't done it. But Giannis is a superstar. He's an MVP. He can unfollow whoever the hell he wants. And if he wants to keep his Instagram for just family, then why the hell shouldn't he be allowed to do that? It's not news. Well, that's where you're wrong. It is news because one of the accounts he follows is a Los Angeles <laughs> Laker. So you can clearly connect the dots. Yeah, because um, yeah, um, he talks about going into the postseason every year. He goes dark on social media, as he puts it. And, I mean, when we saw back in January when Kobe tragically passed, he yeah. deleted all of his social media accounts. So. Yeah, I mean, to wake up to see that of, oh, Giannis unfollows his teammates and only following a handful of accounts, like, all right. Brace yourselves because, look, there's two things that Bucks fans need to be fully prepared for, and that is, well, I guess the second hinges on what potential changes we see in the offseason. But the two things are what you already brought up in that we know where this narrative is headed and what the conversation is going to be. Until Giannis actually signs, you're going to have to deal – with the four-letter network and the, most of the national media pointing out reasons why Giannis should leave and reasons why Bucks fans should be concerned and, oh, no, he did this. Could it mean something else? So that's going to be the biggest thing. 
Um, and just, you know, to go back to that heat series and, and just the last two years in the playoffs overall, you know, depending on what the Bucks do here in the off season, I mean, I think we talked about this last time, but you have to be prepared to understand, look, the, the cute story that was the Bucks the last few years and the goodwill that you had built up to have the best record in the league, that's gone. And no one, and maybe this will be good for the team, no one is going to take the Bucks seriously next year, barring a massive home run of a move in the offseason. Nobody is going to take them seriously, that they're going to be viewed as frauds. And you're just going to have to deal with that in knowing that nobody's going to pick the Bucks to come out of the East, even if they have the best record again. And you're going to have to prove it. So you're going to have to deal with the honest rumors, and you're going to have to deal with nobody taking you seriously. Quick note from our friends over at Roman now, great sponsors of the show. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. I certainly understand why someone would not want to talk about it, but with Roman, it's important to note it is easy to talk about. With real healthcare professionals who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if the medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and, of course, discreet. ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to roman.com slash locked on MBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash locked on NBA. Getroman.com slash locked on NBA. And let me just throw in some breaking news here regarding this this whole Instagram stuff. <laughs> I know this isn't normally my area. I'm not a, a Woj or a Mark Stein or anyone like that. But let me just say that Giannis still has the phone number of Chris Melton and, and he's all his teammates. He can still get in contact outside of Instagram. Uh, perhaps he just doesn't need to see the advertised content from Chris Milton on his Instagram feed. Uh, I think they can still get in touch with each other. I know that's hard to believe in 2020, but unfollowing someone on Instagram, I don't think necessarily well, means I mean, the only thing I would push back with on that, and, and you know this as well as anyone, <laughs> is I'm led to believe that's how brothers communicate because if I just follow Instagram and Twitter, that is the only way J.J. Watt talks to his brothers. Yeah, that's a fair call. That is a fair point. Uh, the, the interesting thing about this Instagram news, though, uh, if you want to call it news, certainly people got very, very excited about this. Uh, it was followed a few hours later by a Chris Haynes. I don't want to call it a, a report because the tweet essentially, and again, not having a crack at Chris here, but the, the tweet was essentially the story. I clicked in expecting to get some sort of right. info in it, and it was just nothing. And I have seen a number of Bucks fans on Twitter saying, why is Chris Haynes the one getting all uh, the scoops here? So I, I don't know. Exactly. So I'm not going to I'm not going to make any claims here because I don't know 100%. But there is some relation there, whether it's a close relation or loose relation. I'm not 100% sure between Chris Haynes and Mariah, uh, Giannis's girlfriend. So that's you know that's probably why he gets the news ahead of most people when it comes to Giannis. We know Giannis is obviously a super private person. Uh, apparently, well, he met. He, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Well, I was I was just going to say, and he's also. I mean, you know this. He's also. Uh, very well connected now that the last few years, I mean, he's, you know, probably Chris Haynes and Shams are the two guys who have just descended the most in that regard, the last handful of years. And, you know, he's, he's talked about his story and what he went from, from doing things, you know, similar to us and working your way up and, uh, you know, doing local beat jobs in Portland, I think. And and now, 
he's a part of Turner. So he's very well connected and he's in the bubble. So, yeah. you know, the handful of national media that is in the bubble, you're going to see most of the stories coming from them. No doubt. He's like, he's, he's great. He's a great reporter and, and listening to his story. Uh, certainly for someone like me, was was great to hear that um, the success he's been able to have uh, as far as the actual meeting with Mark Lazary that went down uh, that was reported to go down. Uh, I had a bunch of people ask me whether I, I knew anything about this, whether anything happened, what was the conversation about? Uh, clearly I'm in Australia, so I'm not there. I did send some texts out to people that would be in the know in relation to this, uh, meeting and, and all I can say is that the response I got was essentially everyone was in town together. That doesn't always happen in the off season, so they got together and had lunch. That was that was that was what I got told. What went down? Uh, again, you can take that with a grain of salt if you like. I don't think anyone in those in those position is going to be projecting any panic uh, if that was the case or any disaster. But that's what I was told, and to be honest, that was my first reaction of what this would be it's the end of season anyway clearly these conversations with ownership with the gm with the coach normally as you know uh justin would happen on on exit interview day we've been in there before we've been in the practice facility and you see players saying goodbye to each other you see players saying goodbye to the coach they go off in their separate ways this is obviously such a unique and different year and different situation and you know, are you going into the practice silly and having those exit interviews? No, that hasn't been the case yet. We don't know whether we will hear from the players anytime soon, but it's just a different year. And this is the type of thing that's going to happen. And also anyone that, that sort of thinks that it's strange that Giannis might ha- have lunch with the ownership or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I mean, to me, and maybe I'm naive, I just didn't read anything into this. And if anything, I would have had more concern if the report was Giannis does not want to meet with Bucks ownership, right? I mean, if they're talking to each other and they're communicating with each other ahead of what we all understand is a pretty big offseason for the Bucks, um, it, it seems like a great thing to me. I mean, Giannis came out after game five last week and said oh, he's not going to request a trade. That was literally a matter of days ago with the same reporter, Chris Haynes. So I don't think there's any reason to suspect or have any panic regarding this. And if Giannis, if anything, if Giannis is communicating with the ownership, uh, that seems like a positive thing to me. Well, and uh, I agree. And to that point, I mean, and, and this is not to suggest that this is what the meeting was about to lay an ultimatum, but let's just use that context of, you know, any types of relationships you've had, um, whether it be friendships or more where you have that basically come to Jesus moment and you, you give the ultimatum of look, I need you to do this or this or this or this, or otherwise, you know, this friendship is over or whatever it is. Um, When you're doing that, it's because you want to remain in that relationship. It's not because you're looking for a way out. It's, Hey, fix this. And we see long-term prosperity here. Otherwise, then I'm going to have to explore other options. So to the point that you brought up, look, I would expect him to do the same that I'm not saying that that's what was discussed in the meeting or that we should read that into it. But it does feel like it's closer to, you know, I would like to stay here, but let's talk about where you see this franchise headed, where you see some of the things we can do in the off season and what we're going to look like next year and make sure we align on that. Well, as I said, we are days removed from Giannis after game five, in which he didn't play speaking extensively about his appreciation for the organization, them looking out for him throughout this postseason. They spoke about, creating a winning culture in Milwaukee. The one word that I always come back to when I think about the Bucs team over the last few days or when I speak about them is urgency. 
And I think that there is an urgency and there should be an urgency from Giannis, from the front office, from the franchise in general, that this is not the off-season to mess around. Because yes, uh, you do need to convince Giannis that this is a place that he wants to stay long-term. I think that he's verbally said that, that this is something that he wants to do. But at the same time, if you don't put the things in place that are going to help this team get over the hump, which they haven't been able to do the last two years, then I think, you know, as much as we all want him to stay and as much as Bucks fans want him to stay, you have to take off that, that Bucks hat and take a step back and say, yeah, this is the summer, this is the off-season, and it's difficult. You're in a really difficult position. We understand that financially because of decisions that have made, been made in the past that at the time a lot of people were on board with. So this is the time that you have to show him a plan or an idea of what you're going to try and do to take those next steps. And also, uh, we also understand that some of the responsibility lies with him. He's the best player on the team. He's going to have to continue to improve. And I don't think anyone that's watched him over the last seven years would have any doubt that uh, he's going to push to do that. Well, and I mean, that's the interesting thing about where they are this off season and where they go from here is that, uh, and, you know, like you just said, I mean, everything we know about Giannis and everything we've seen from him the last few years is that he's not going to hide from this, but this isn't a scenario where there's one party that gets 100% of the blame here, that this wasn't just coaching, this wasn't just yeah. uh, front office and moves, this wasn't you know, just Giannis, that there are equal parts of the pie to be shared here. So Giannis has to take it upon himself to do some of those adjustments that we thought were coming and that he has continued to work on, but he has to take those aspects of his game to the next level. The Bucs, uh, you know, we've seen some coaching tweaks that they need to make and some adjustments they need to make. And then, of course, the biggest one that uh, we're going to hear fans speculate on, uh, you know, if for no other reason than things like the the trade machine and the ability to be the armchair GM is what moves can this team make. So um, the urgency is, is, is definitely the best way to put it, that it needs to be there. Um, and, you know, there's just – I think what goes hand in hand with the urgency is you walk a fine line between, and I think you and Frank discussed this a couple of days ago, but you basically are walking a fine line between there is urgency and we need to continue to improve here. But, you know, at the same hand, we have to make sure we push the right buttons because, you know, specifically coaching, we know that was a hot button issue with a lot of fans. Well, We've seen the strides that you've made under coach Mike Budenholzer and how this team went from a middling franchise to an elite franchise regular season-wise the last two years. And there's no denying the individual growth that you have seen from players on this team under Bud and how he has really maximized their talent, whether or not that's entirely in the regular season or not. He has maximized their talent. So along with that urgency is something that I think is probably going to be in the back of everyone's mind of, you know, we got to make sure we do make the right changes because coaching, for example, what if we make a move here and we have this system that needs some adjustments, but overall it works and it has expanded our talent, but what if we make the wrong move and all of a sudden we regress that, you know, th I think that's what you mean by the urgency where you can't afford any step backward uh, going forward here. And, you know, that's a, a big reason why I think um, you, you start to see the reports that Bud's job is safe for a number of reasons, but that certainly has to be a big one. It's time to talk about Built Bar, Justin. The better, new and improved Built Bar is back. 
You guys already know that. But let me remind you about the six new flavors that they've got, or some of the six new flavors. They've got 18 altogether. We know that. Some of the six new flavors include cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, caramel brownie. They're just delicious. They're fantastic. I've been getting stuck into them. There's no doubt about that. The best thing about them is that they are great for the health conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for those on the keto diet. And of course, as you guys know, we have a great deal for you. And I can't stress this enough, honestly. In before workouts, post workouts, built bar, they're great. They taste great. They're good for you. It doesn't get much better than that. Just go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code locked on, $10 off at builtbar.com. Glass half full looking at what we've seen transpire over the last few days. And, and again, as I said, it's going to continue. Uh, to to happen the longer this stretches out, the longer that Giannis, um, you know, whether or not he does sign an extension, I think I've been on the record multiple times. I mean, I'm not expecting him to sign a Supermax. I think there's certainly some positivity there within. It feels like that he may sign some sort of extension. I think we've we've sort of heard that from, from the Bucs over the course of the last 12 months. I think they're very comfortable with the position that they are in. You can't have those discussions to sign an extension unless you're not having talks and meeting up with each right. other and, and talking. So, I mean, that's the other point of all this. And, and as you said, uh, Justin, and again, uh, since we did the pod on Bud, I've had a number of people that have sort of reached out to questions about, well, there is precedent with, uh, you know, the Raptors who moved on uh, from their Dwayne Casey and then, and then Nick Nurse obviously was right there. I mean, I think the big problem or the big difference with that scenario is that uh, Nick Nurse was there. So, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the next Nick Nurse isn't on the Bucks assistant coaching. It, it certainly could be. But the one thing I will say is that Bud and his coaching staff have been together for a long time. They know each other really well. So they're sort, of, they're sort of much the same. They're in the system. I'm not saying they don't have their own ideas, but I think the difference with the Nick Nurse scenario was that he was there. They knew what they were getting. They clearly saw that he had these, maybe some of these crazy ideas that Dwayne Casey didn't want to f- follow through with and push onto the court. Mm-hmm. We're not sure. I mean, of course, you know, obviously they got Kawhi Leonard as well, which helps, talent helps. But, you know, I, I think that that's the, the big distinction between those two positions there. And as we spoke about on that podcast, Removing Bud removes some stability and then things can go uh, disastrous. And if Giannis has that relationship with Bud and maybe it's not a Supermax, but maybe it's a one plus one contract that we spoke about, uh, maybe, and they'll know this, and this is what it, this is why it's difficult to project from the outside, uh, maybe he wants Bud around and maybe that is something that helps with the extension. So as much as you know, the, the emotions are on high from the fans, there's just so many factors here that the Bucks have to be kind of careful about while trying to navigate this Giannis situation. Well, and also, uh, it would be, you know, what, four coaches, four voices in three years for Giannis that you're you're going to there. And, you know, the big difference is, and everybody, that's what everybody points to just because of the coach of the year accolades for Dwayne Casey. But as you pointed out, Nick Nurse was already there. And not only that, um, you know, I I think the Bucs do have two very good candidates within their staff. But as you said, those are guys that have been with Bud for a long time. So let's say you did say, okay, we're moving on from Bud and we're going to offer this to Charles Lee or to Darvin Ham. 
I mean, look, I understand that this is the ultimate goal for any coach and it's tough to get one of those 30 jobs, but it's also a tough sell to say, you just fired my mentor and a guy whose staff I've been on for a while. And now I'm supposed to replace this guy who's my friend. Like that's tough for any coach in that position to do first and foremost, but also Nick Nurse is a little different because he had already been there, but he he wasn't really entrenched in Dwayne Casey's coaching tree and system where, um, you know, he was doing these things in the G league and he was leading the, the Raptors G league team and experimenting with this stuff that you saw. And it seems like Toronto kind of forced him on Dwayne Casey of, okay, this guy, we like what he's been doing in the G league, put him on your staff. And you knew we've seen him apply this in other areas. We feel comfortable with doing it. So it's not exactly a like for like, and I'm not saying you were saying that Um, it's not exactly a like for like scenario there. And just, you know, I keep coming back to two years is a pretty look. I, I get it's a make or miss league, but two years does not seem like an awful lot of time to evaluate and to really say, okay, we don't trust that this coach is going to adapt anything, that that seems like an awfully short leash. One of the things we've brought up you know, briefly on the podcast so far is the way that the, the Bucks season ended and the fact that it was kind of a disaster. And I think you know, that wake-up call sometimes can be defining – for a franchise in terms of figuring out their direction. And I think one of the disastrous things that could have happened is, I don't know, just say the Bucks win that game three, they hang on. And then they win game four and somehow they squeak out a series win here, get back to the conference finals and, and maybe they make the finals, maybe they lose in the conference finals, but overall, maybe you still have the feeling that we're pretty close. We're pretty close with this group and, you know, it's disrupted season, pandemic came in, we had a four-month break, let's run it back again. And I I think that that, you know, could have potentially been a disaster because I think what we saw in this series against Miami and against the series against Toronto is a similar, um, you know, roster limitations, particularly offensively, that hurt this team, lack of shot creation, lack, lack of ball handling, Lack of guys that can make life easy on Giannis. And so I think the fact that this was a little bit of a disaster, maybe not only struck that urgency that I spoke about with Giannis, but also Bud, also with ownership. There was that report that came out that ownership are aware of the fact that things potentially need to change a little bit. So, you know, I think if you're going to lose, you're going to lose. And it sucked to lose the way that the Bucks did. And obviously it brings a lot of anxiety regarding the Giannis decision. And I was one who said, you know, the one reason, the one time I would be nervous about Giannis is if the Bucks go out in the second round. Uh, but again, you have to listen to what he said. You have to, uh, you know, take notes of all those signs that he's given. I don't think that the Bucks are in a bad position right now to retain Giannis. The difficult thing will be in terms of signing an extension. The dates around that are still a, a little bit fluid at the moment. We're not hundred percent sure when the draft is going to be, when free agency is going to be, uh, and the challenge with that will be. Maybe Giannis wants to see what this team can pull off before he signs any type of extension, whether it's a shorter one, a longer one. So, you know, basically, long story short, you're probably going to have to get used to more of these reports and more of these rumors and more of the uh, straight-up trolling on, on social media, let's be honest. And, and all I can say is I, I think, you know, from my perspective, the Bucs are still in a, in a really good position to maintain Giannis and him communicating with the organization to me is a really good sign. Yeah, and 
Do we know the date of the draft, or did we just get a date of it won't be any earlier than this? I thought they pushed it back a month, so around that November 18 mark. Yeah. But again, yeah. it feels like that could change. Yeah, and I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, we don't know when any of this is. The draft, yeah. that we have a general idea, but free agency, and of course the biggest one being the regular season, that now we know the earliest would be Christmas Day. But, you, I mean, you, I'm sure you've heard the same things, that we're starting to hear more and more of it could be extended all the way into February or March before they start the season now at this point and try to give them more of a traditional offseason in terms of schedule again. I mean, we talked about this before, as soon as those dates came out and you saw first week of December for the season to start, I just never thought that was legitimately on the table that you're asking the two teams that played in the finals to have a six week off season. Then that I, I just didn't think that was a possibility. So I've been more in the camp of probably January ish that we would see the season start. And uh, just to wrap up the point you made about the disappointing end of the season. I mean, uh, there is a very strong case you could make that look in two years in a row, the Bucks just had the misfortune of playing the worst possible opponent for them. And, you know, in this year it was more glaring than it was last year because last year it was the top two seeds. Um, but you know, who's to say, and I get the, the personnel reasons that make Miami difficult, but who's to say that now that it's out there, here's how you slow this team down. Who's to say that there wouldn't be three or four more teams built like that in the Eastern Conference next year and increasing your chances of running into the worst possible opponent again? I felt very strongly that if the Bucks got past the Heat, they would make it to the NBA Finals, and I, that may have just been putting a Band-Aid on a larger issue that you could overlook some of your personnel issues and some of the glaring things you need to upgrade and adjust because you reach the NBA Finals. Um, so this really forces you to examine it a lot more and, you know, more than anything. And what the last two years ha- should teach all of us is y- you can't have this singular approach anymore that every team, and this isn't just the bucks that we're seeing it from all these other teams. You, the days of going in and saying, this is, this is our identity and this is how we play are over. That every team needs to have multiple different ways that they can play, especially once you get to the postseason. And, you know, putting this on the, on, at the feet of, of the league here, but when we talk about interest in the league and uh, TV ratings and things of that nature, I mean, look, this isn't making an excuse for the Bucs, but the biggest reason, I think, is what you saw in the second round against the Bucs, in that you can have teams like the Bucs who are very successful, and even to a lesser extent, the Raptors, that your top two seeds in the East, that just roll through the regular season, and it's such a different product once you get to the postseason that all of a sudden they're gone. We don't have a one or two seed in the playoffs in the East. Uh, first time ever, I think I saw the stat, that – it's a big problem for the league. And again, it's, it's not the league's fault necessarily. It's, it's certainly not alleviating uh, any of the blame from the Bucks. but that's one of the big issues this league has is just how much your game changes in the postseason that what you did in the regular season doesn't really matter. Like Frank says, NBA championships are really, really freaking hard to win. And I, I think we've learned that uh, from the Bucks over the last two seasons. I think they were... I think it was 139 and uh, 136 and 39 or something like that, their record over the last two regular seasons, which yeah. is clearly absurd. But as you said, in the postseason, they've been found out in similar fashion. And perhaps that lack of plan B has really hurt them 
As far as the mailbag goes, I just do want to point this out before we wrap it up. I mentioned it on last week's pod. Honestly, I think we might have enough mailbag questions to run us through to tip off whenever it happens. They could tip off next season in September next year, and I reckon we would have enough questions to get us through. If you do have any further questions, uh, feel free to send them through. There's a tweet that I put on the at Locked On Bucks account, so you can get that there. Of course, uh, shout out to Muppet Babies who hit us up. He, he's a big Gmail fan, so if you want to send it via email, maybe more than 280 characters, maybe you really just need to rant and rave, feel free. Because it doesn't have to be a question. It can be thoughts. It can be opinions. Lockedonbucks at gmail.com. You can get us there as well. Uh, we might have to do an, an individual Chris Paul podcast. We might have to do an individual for almost every single player. There's lots of questions coming through. The one thing I will just address quickly here as we wrap it up, Justin, I had a few people ask about Giannis trades and what would you have to do to consider this? I don't even know if, it's, if there's much point in discussing it further than this. Giannis has said he's not going to request a trade. There's no trade that I could come up with in my head that is going to give the Bucks the correct or appropriate value for a two-time MVP at 25 years old. It's just not going to happen. I just don't see any way that Giannis isn't on the Bucks on opening night next year. And if he has, something has happened in the offseason that is absolutely disastrous, and I just cannot picture that happening at all. So as far as Giannis trade scenarios, I'm throwing that one straight in the trash, Justin. They're not trading him. I don't see any scenario. And uh, not only that, I mean, even if, even if he came to you and said, look, I'm not going to stay in Milwaukee. I, I intend on leaving next summer. Uh, you'd ride it to the deadline to the last he, second. He, uh, I wouldn't even do it then that yeah. I would, I would still keep him because you at least still have a chance to win a championship with him here. And yeah. you know, you're not going to get anywhere near full return for the value. So you may as well just say, well, maybe we can do what the Raptors did and understand we got one year here with this player or one more year in his case. And maybe we can ride that into a championship. hundred percent agree. There's no doubt about that. That's why, uh, you know, the extension is obviously important but not the end of the world if Giannis doesn't sign one this year. I think you still have time as long as you, again, feel the urgency as a franchise. And, and like I said, I know it's a bit of a stressful weekend for Bucks fans. There's no doubt about that. These reports are going to keep coming. But I, my, my feel, again, from speaking to people, but also just, just this is my general feelings anyway, uh, I didn't get too stressed about all this. Like I said, if Giannis is talking to the franchise that's a good sign for the Bucs. That's what they want. And to be honest, no one's surprised by that, are they? Giannis isn't the type of guy that's just going to shut the door on the team a few days after making all these public comments. It's just not who he is. And as far as social media goes, I'm kind of jealous of him. I told you, like I said at the start, I, I, I might still follow you, Justin, but uh, you know, Instagram, I, I'm not a big fan. I, I just, I don't know. It's not my favorite uh, social media platform. There's no doubt about that. But Justin. Well, I mean, that's interesting because that is usually the opposite of everybody else that just basically I'm on Twitter basically because I have to for work. But man, I wish everything would go through Instagram. You are the only person I've ever talked to that is anti-Instagram. Well, I don't really like photos. Uh, <laughs> I, um, you know, even my Instagram accounts, there's not a lot of photos of me. I mean, there kind of is. I'm the same. Like my, my posts are not of me. It's yeah. just of stuff around me. I just don't need a camera in my face. I don't need people taking a photo of me. Like, what are you trying to do? I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just not my favorite thing. And by the way, Instagram, I don't understand anyway, because nothing comes up in order. I, I go on there and I'm looking at stuff from days ago anyway, and I, I just don't care anymore. Like, what do I care about the, the A's uh, game that they won three days prior? 
Like, I don't care. I already know the photos from that. I've seen it. So I, I don't understand Instagram. It doesn't make sense to me. All right. That's fair. I mean, and, and the last thing on Giannis too is, look, uh, as we said at the top, just brace yourselves and get ready for this because if you are already on edge over these two pieces of news uh, that came out over this weekend, I mean, it, it, this is just scratching the surface. It's only going to get worse if that's how you perceive it so maybe pull a Giannis and just start to unfollow people <laughs> and avoid social media if you can for the next few months this uh won't be the last Giannis free agency discussion rumors innuendo podcast that we have I feel certain about that but uh Justin when I messaged you yesterday or today whenever the hell it was I said I don't think we can podcast today without talking about Giannis so hopefully we've addressed some of this and some of the listeners are feeling the same way but I appreciate your time Anytime. All right. Like I said, don't forget to hit us up with the mailbag at LockedOnBucks or LockedOnBucks at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to get to that at some point. Like I said, I think we've got about 50 questions right now and counting. So we're going to roll through that at some point. A lot of them overlap, obviously, but uh, we look forward to that. And again, as always, some people have been doing it, but feel free to send through your suggestions or ideas of what we can do during the offseason, what you actually want to listen to us talk about. Uh, in the meantime, we will be back tomorrow. Stay safe out there and we will speak to you guys then.